This is the CQ on Congress Coronavirus Special Report. We are bringing you updates on the policy news you need to know using the reporting prowess of CQ Roll Call. I'm Sean Zeller. Today is Wednesday, July 15th. The debate over masks has come to Congress. The news this week that Representative Morgan Griffiths, a Virginia Republican, tested positive for the virus has increased pressure on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi to require them on the House floor. Corporate America is taking the issue more seriously, with Walmart today announcing it would require masks in all its U.S. stores. Pressure is also growing in the states after Oklahoma's Kevin Stitt, who has not required masks, became the first governor to contract the virus. My colleague Jason Dick spoke with North Carolina Democrat G.K. Butterfield, a member of the House Administration Committee about masks. Here's Butterfield. It is unfortunate that many of my Republican colleagues refuse to wear a mask on the House floor. Uh, I I, I disliked that a few weeks ago when I saw it, but now I'm angry. I'm angry because I saw what happened to Representative Morgan Griffith from Virginia. He has contracted the coronavirus, and now he's having to break the news to his colleagues with whom he has interacted with, especially last week at the press conference uh, there in front of the Capitol. Uh, and so I'm, I'm angry. I don't want to go on the House floor next week and confront uh, Republican members of the House who refuse to protect me uh, by wearing a mask. They are protecting me. For me to wear a mask, I'm protecting them. And certainly I will have a mask and all Democrats will, which means that we're engaged in protecting our Republican colleagues, but they're not doing the same in return. And so I'm pretty upset about it. Uh, I sent an email last night to the Speaker of the House uh, encouraging a rule change, uh, requiring requiring all members and staff uh, who enter the House floor uh, to, to, at the very least, uh, have a mask. The administration committee also oversees federal elections, and Butterfield said he's worried about the patchwork of approaches states are taking to prepare for November's vote amidst a pandemic. We're getting some very bad reports from some jurisdictions about uh, polling place locations and how they're being shut down, how the equipment is not working, uh, how uh, jurisdictions are refusing to move polling locations to safer locations where they can have larger voting enclosures. Uh, and, and so we're watching it very closely. But please know that the Elections Subcommittee has its eyes wide open. And we're watching activity at the state level, particularly as it pertains to federal elections. And we will engage. We will uh, call in the Department of Justice if we see any gross abuses, because we must have a 100% turnout in this election. Democrats, Republicans, Independents, Libertarian, Green, Constitution, all of our voters, every vote voter needs to be able to vote and to vote safely. In other news today, the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine released a report recommending that schools planning to partially reopen their doors prioritize in-person instruction of younger students and those with special needs for whom remote learning has been a failure. More school systems are revealing their plans. Two large districts in suburban Washington, D.C., Arlington, Virginia, and Prince George's County, Maryland, said they would offer only online learning in September, while Philadelphia said it planned a hybrid 
with students in classrooms two days a week. That's it for July 15th. Stay with us for all the latest policy news on the pandemic. For the entire CQ Roll Call News team, I'm Sean Zeller. <laughs>